death, taxes, the Blue Jackets losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins at Nationwide. We're talking about that on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, uh, doing a solo one today, some scheduling uh, mishaps, uh, and I'm also still a little bit jet-lagged, so Hayden and I are struggling to find the time. But he'll be back tomorrow, uh, today, just me, as I talk about last night's... Was it a game? It was, No, it was. that's being uncharitable. It was definitely a game, but... A really, really frustrating one. Uh, this is Locked on Blue Jackets. I'm here to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly about your favorite team and mine. Sometimes the Columbus Blue Jackets. I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day, even when the team is doing this. Uh, you can find Locked on Blue Jackets wherever you get your podcasts and over on YouTube. If you want to become an everydayer, hit the subscribe button and get it delivered directly into your feeds. Let's talk about last night's game um because it wasn't all bad in in fairness um i got i got really frustrated last night uh and, and tweeted some things out um and i still stand by what i tweeted last night uh which is that this is not a playoff team right now they don't look like a playoff team um and that's frustrating um and i saw a lot of people saying things like well did you expect them to be one and they were never going to be a a playoff team and if you knew puck then you would know that they were never going to be a playoff team this season and you know a lot of a lot of, of comments like that and i think maybe i didn't articulate myself properly which is um no i didn't necessarily expect them to be a playoff team i expected them to contend for the playoffs um i expected them to do better than last season uh, and right now, in 16 games in, they have a worse record than they did last season. The team looks better, but eye test means nothing uh, versus the standings, you know? So, Blue Jackets at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, uh, I believe they're definitely at the bottom of their division. I believe they're at the bottom of the conference as well, and that's really frustrating. Um, it's American Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks, maybe next week, I don't quite know when when American Thanksgiving is uh because I don't celebrate it but that's basically when playoff spots are set um it's it, if you're in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving chances are you'll be in the playoffs in April the Blue Jackets I believe are currently seven points out of a playoff spot which is not good enough frankly um I'm just gonna pull up the the standings to see what's going on. Um, the Blue Jackets are, yep, are directly at the bottom of the standings. They are only four points out of the the second wild card spot, but they just they don't look like a team that's gonna muster basically anything. Um, and that's really frustrating because I don't think the team necessarily played really bad last night. Um, they've played better. I thought the, the Rangers game was better, and I thought they played better in the Red Wings game as well. But 
Oh boy, it uh, a really a really annoying game. Um, which I don't know why we expected anything else. Frankly, versus the versus the Penguins, um, the Blue Jackets have always had trouble against the Penguins. The only time they've beat them in the last like four years is uh, that game at the end of last season that everyone got real mad about winning, and then it turns out it didn't matter anyway because of the draft lottery. Blah blah blah. But um, obviously, they couldn't beat the Penguins when it mattered because if the Blue Jackets beat the Penguins. Uh, in this game, in regulation as well. Uh, the Blue Jackets jump up to tie them in points. They both have 14 points. Uh, the Penguins would have three more wins than the Blue Jackets, but it would be a little bit more even. They would have jumped up to uh, only two points out of a, a playoff spot instead of four. Like, it would have been... And they would have broken the stupid um, six-game losing streak that they're on right now which is too many games to lose in a row they have one win in their last 11 i believe uh that one win against tampa bay which is sure why not of all of the teams of all of the teams to win against uh why not beat tampa bay as your only only win in the last 11 attempts um they've got some winnable games coming up uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about about the Coyotes, who uh, I always think, oh yeah, no, they'll be uh, it's a winnable game, but they're doing okay at the minute. They are seven six and two, uh, over five hundred. They've got a plus six goal differential, um, and they are four four and two in their last ten games, which is uh, way better than the Blue Jackets, if you're paying attention, who are one six and three in their last ten games. So I guess the Coyotes might be good now. It's it's the West is weird this season. Um, and we'll probably talk a little bit about that in, in tomorrow's episode. But to kind of sum up this game, uh, I want to talk about some 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 good things. I want to talk about some bad things. Um, and we'll do that kind of in, in a little bit here. But the Blue Jackets in this game looked like a team that could almost compete. Um, unfortunately... It's been a long string of games where, like, just it feels like the same thing keeps happening. You know, they fight back. They get a good performance from Elvis again, uh, who I think had a 900 save percentage. Um, yep, made 36 of 40 saves. Um, and then the 41st one was an empty netter, which, as we all know, doesn't count. Um, he is, again, he was he was really good against New York. He was good uh last night against the Penguins. Um he's he's still, you know, climbing into he's still climbing, but he's got a 901 save percentage and a 324 goals against average. Um and I think has faced like more shots than most goalies. Uh he's currently ninth in the league in shots faced. Um and he's played Fewer games than, I think, six of the eight guys that are ahead of him. So he's he's doing the best that he can. Um, he's allowed 32 goals in 11 games. So he's he's doing much better than last season. Um, so that was kind of a real bright spot for me, was, was the play of Elvis, who um, just, I would really love if the Blue Jackets could win a game where he plays well. Um, because at the minute it feels like he's playing really well and the team is losing. 
uh, or he has a bad game and the team manages to, to find a win. And there's no real way to do both of those, um, except when they play badly and Elvis also plays badly and they lose, which uh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I can talk about this a little bit on the national show uh, on, on Monday. I did a quick hit with Gil Martin over there on, on Lockdown NHL. And I talked about how I would love to see the Blue Jackets put a 60-minute performance together where the offense is good, the defense is good, and the goaltending is good. And it feels like they get between one and three of those four things. Um, and they haven't yet found a way to put all four of them together. So 60 minutes good offense, good defense, good goaltending. Um, and that's really frustrating to watch. There are other good things that I want to talk about. Um, in particular, uh, a, a certain defenseman is back. I want to talk about David Juracek's game last night against the Penguins. Uh, that's coming up in just a second here on Lockdown Blue Jackets. First thing I've got to tell you about Sleeper, because a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Uh, Kirill Marchenko could score 50 goals, the Blue Jackets could hoist the Stanley Cup, but it doesn't seem likely, but they could. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. They're our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether guys like, uh, let's, let's say, Sidney Crosby, who had a good game last night, uh, is is going to record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. If you predict, correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats, you're going to win 100 times your money. So if you put five bucks down and get eight things right, you are going to win 500 bucks. You heard me right. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That is code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to Lockdown Blue Jackets. Uh, we're talking about... The game against Pittsburgh, which just was a typical Blue Jackets game against Pittsburgh, where they give you hope and then they take it away. Um, but there was there was good things. There was good things in this game. I've talked a little bit about Elvis being being a bright spot of that game. Um, I also want to give a shout out to um, David Juracek for returning and uh, playing well. He was uh, he played the least amount of ice time of any defenseman, uh, him and him and Jake Bean. I actually really liked that pair. Um, Jake Bean has really surprised me this season as a um, competent defenseman, which, which sounds mean, but I think because he was injured for so much of last year and he'd kind of got pushed out of that top four conversation with, you know, the, the additions of Severson and Provorov, who were both abysmal last night, I thought. Um, he was... Very good. Uh, both he and Yerichek, I thought, were um, were very good uh, last night, which is a problem because that's your third pair, and your third pair should probably not be your best pair. Um, I I think that uh, Yerichek was something that this team should never have sat, or someone, I guess, not something. He's a person, not an object. Um, and I feel like last night really only proves that he should be in the lineup 
Um, and I get it. They had to move some things around. They had to activate Igor Chinakov off IR. Um, putting Jack Rostovic on IR buys them some time. Four to six weeks, he's going to be out. So Juracek has has that pathway. But he, last night's game really kind of proved to me, and especially after, you know, um, a couple of, the couple of games before that, you should not be playing Andrew Peake over David Juracek. Um, I'd argue you shouldn't be playing Adam Boquist over David Juracek. You know, um, that just, I don't know, I, you're, if you're, th that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. If your third pairing is the best pairing in the game, then that feels like a problem. Um, a, but a problem with a really easy solution, which is just give them more than 12 minutes of ice time, which uh, I believe is what uh, David Yerichek Ur David got 1249 last night. Uh, Jake Bean got 1321. So, I'm Rob and Damon Severson, who were both not very good last night, uh, managed to get twenty over 22 minutes each. Um, Wierenski played 24-04. Oh, Gabranson played 18-15. Like, it feels like there's a real easy solution here. Um the thing is, it feels like this is the correct configuration. This is like the best six defensemen to play right now. Um, I don't know why we keep pushing this gabranson Wierenski pairing. It hasn't bitten them too badly yet, but I would really like to see um, the the Wierenski, Severson, Provorov-Juracek, Bean-Gabranson duos again, because that felt like the best configuration to me. Um, juracek Wierenski would, would be fine, but I feel like Provorov Severson has kind of turned into a little bit of a disaster, um, especially defensively. Offensively, they've been fine. Defensively, again, it was those guys on the ice for the game-winning goal and the empty net goal, and just a just a real rough outing for that duo. So maybe split those guys up again. Go back to what we know works in uh, Provorov and Yurichek and Warensky Severson. So that's kind of. That's kind of how I feel about that. Um, in other bright spots, the penalty kill continues to be very, very good. Uh, the Blue Jackets are third in the league in penalty kill. Only the Stars and the Bruins are better than them. Uh, special teams, uh, for the most part... Okay, no, that's unfair to say. I was going to say special teams have been bad, but penalty kill has been spectacular. I believe they've killed off 25 straight uh, power plays from the opposing team. Unfortunately, the penalty, the, the the power play is not good. Uh, they, I believe, haven't scored in 27 attempts. Um, and this was going to be a full a full segment on the good things before I moved on to the bad things. But if we're talking about special teams, let's talk about special teams. Blue Jackets went 0 for 4 last night against Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just going to see if I can pull up how many shots they had. Uh, they had 10 shots on the power play and didn't score on any of them so what do we like i don't it's so annoying uh and it's so frustrating and it feels a little bit like they're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall right now to see what sticks and i get that if it's not working change it up but it feels like they're kind of going back to things that we know don't work so like Gaudreau and line were on the same power play unit uh, which we know doesn't work. They both like to be in that same spot, that that kind of left 
left hash mark spot. Um, and what happened was they just kind of floated. They kind of just did did this. They kind of, it's, this is an audio podcast. I'm doing great here. They just kind of floated around and one of them would spend some time over there and then float across the middle of the ice to the right hand side. And they would swap positions like that. Um, they mixed up some personnel. They just, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't working. And I appreciate them changing these up and trying it because I feel like I sat through so many games last season of Brad Larson just rolling out the exact same power play over and over and over again and then being shocked when it didn't work. So, like, I appreciate them trying new things. Um, the power play didn't look terrible. They had some some good movement. They had some good flashes of... Um, that's that flashes of, of uh, offensive creativity, let's say. But it's just, it's not, it's not working. Uh, hopefully we'll see something different again next game. That would be nice. Um, th- mix things up, change, change things up. Um, and kind of on that subject, I want to talk a little about the line combinations uh, because that's something else that I want to change up in the forward core. So uh, I'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen. If you want to be an everydayer, please uh, hit subscribe on YouTube or on any podcasting app that you use. You can find us there. And also on Sirius XM, the uh, the radio app, if you are a radio app person. Let's talk about the forward combinations, because uh, I know a lot of people like the... Um, the Fantilli line, the Voronkov, Marchenko, Fantilli line, uh, it wasn't good last night. It kind of got caved in defensively. They didn't really cre- create anything offensively beyond that goal, um, which I get it. They created a goal, uh, but I think you need to, you need to, things need to change up. Uh, the fourth line, again, I thought was their best line of the night, which feels much like when your third defense pairing is your best pairing, your fourth line is the best line. Something has gone really wrong with the other three lines. Um, Sexy Eight and Fourth Corelli, I like a lot. Uh, keep that line together. It's the top nine that you need to do something with. Um, and I wonder if it's time to try uh, something, I don't know, Goodrow, Fantilli, Marchenko as a line, um, and then have the line a jenna chinakov line which was fine um and then you that leaves you with Vronkov, sillinger bemstrom i get that people don't want to split up the fantilli line i get it they have been good they have some chemistry um i think keeping Vronkov and marchenko together is more important or or i think i would keep Vronkov and marchenko together over like i would move fantilli out of that spot Frankly, I might put Cole Sillinger there. Uh, I, th- I would like to see Fantilli with Goudreau, is, is really where I'm getting at here. Um, Fantilli has proven to be a really good driver of offense. He does all of the little things. And I think putting Goudreau in the position to succeed by giving him uh, Fantilli and then either give him Marchenko, who's got a really good shot, Chinikov, who scored a great goal last night, Um just give him something to work with. I think you should be you should be putting Johnny Gaudreau in a position to succeed. And right now, to me, that feels like putting him on a line with Adam Fantilli and seeing what those two can do. Give them a a, a pure goal scorer. Um, you know, a, a, Fant- a Marchenko, a 
Chinakov, like if you want to put Line on that line, like that might the Fantelli Line chemistry might be enough to overcome the lack of chemistry between Line and Gaudreau, but you've got to change things up because what's going on right now with the forward lines isn't working. Um, beyond again that fourth line, which I like a lot. Um, that line's mean. I, I like it. A lot. I, I feel like I say this every every episode, but I like that fourth line a lot. I think they have really kind of carved out an identity of what a fourth line should be, which is, you know, it's the fourth line should be that TikTok that's like that talks about energy and passion and footwork and passion and energy. And it's, you know, it's usually a dog doing like little tippy taps or something, but like. They bring all of those things consistently every game. They work hard. Um, they were, the, I don't know. I just, I really like that guy. I really like that line last night. I think they, they bring a lot of, you know, like I said, energy. Uh, Justin Danforth skates at 110 miles an hour and no other speed. Uh, Texier seems to be figuring it out. I think he's got five points in his last uh, handful of games. He's got three goals after going, I think the first 10 games he didn't score and he's got three goals in his last five, I think, which uh, he's figuring it out. Crowley does what Crowley does. He's got a little bit of snarl to him. Uh, he can win face-offs usually. Uh, I don't know what his face-offs were like last night. Um, yeah, 60% in face-offs last night. Led led the team. Uh, nope, that's a lie. He didn't lead the team. Uh, Line A and Danforth both did better than him, but I suspect that they did like four face-offs between them um the point is that fourth line is good they just figure everything else out um which i guess if you have to like build from the ground up is not the worst okay you have one line you your fourth line you figure that out keep that now you only have nine other moving pieces instead of like 12 moving pieces um i'll be interested to see what the line combinations look like against um arizona probably we won't get that until tomorrow anyway maybe later today um my my times have been all all screwed up because i'm still jet lagged it's fine um this is not the end of the world this loss i know that it feels like that and i know that i have kind of been talking about it like that this is not the end of the world this team can turn it around we are seeing good things from them but it's consistency it's growing pains. It's chemistry, I think, is is a big one that we haven't really talked about in that, okay, most of these guys were here last year, but guys that weren't here last year, Vronkov, Fantilli, um, Texier, Chinikov didn't play a ton last year. Like, Line A was in and out of the lineup. Cole Sillinger was basically a non-story last season because he played about four minutes a game. Um, brand new head coach, new systems. Pascal Vincent, I still am a believer in Vincent. I know I've seen a couple of people calling for the head coach to be fired after 16 games um, where coaching hasn't been the problem, I don't think. Um, I just... It makes sense that this is what the team is right now, but it's frustrating to watch because it feels like they're playing better than their record and not getting anything for it. And that's, you know, good teams find ways to win in games like that. And the Blue Jackets are figuring things out. They have kind of responded 
differently each time, which is really interesting to see. So, like, I thought they obviously gave away um, a ton in that third period against New York, and it cost them. Um, I thought they did a better job of kind of not just turtling in the third period. Uh, shots were 17 to 11 for Pittsburgh in that third period, and I do think the Blue Jackets need to allow fewer shots. They got outshot 41 to 30 um, by by the Penguins, so like not egregious, but more than I liked. Um, but it was 17 to 11 in the third period, as opposed to like... 21 to 1 or it wasn't it wasn't quite that bad for the rangers but they basically didn't get a shot on goal in the third period against the rangers and so like they weathered the storm a little bit better than they did obviously it didn't work out sydney crosby is, is sydney crosby man like and that's the other thing is that yeah it's a frustrating loss but also i'm like yeah obviously sydney crosby had a four-point game it's got a hat trick that's what sydney crosby does um and I know a lot of people are like, well, he's old, he's getting he's getting worse. Like, someone should tell him that, frankly, because he has, like, 20 points so far this series, uh, this season in, like, 14 games. So someone should probably tell Sidney Crosby that he's old and slow now and can't score goals. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm frustrated to allow, to allow a hat trick to Sidney Crosby, but I'm also like, yeah, that makes sense. In the same way that, like, an Alex Ovechkin hat trick makes sense or mcdavid having like a six point game against you like that it annoying but it makes sense like it's really difficult to be like hey you guys should stop Sidney crosby one of the best players in the world from doing things um and that's kind of i think the next the next step for me is kind of taking that step forward uh and challenging these players and saying okay no we're not gonna we're not gonna let Sidney Crosby just kind of walk in and do things. We're not gonna let Alex Ovechkin walk in and do things. Like that's it's a struggle, it's a challenge, but the next step for this team, I think, is hold a lead, which is um but easier said than done, I know. Uh, but I thought they showed they showed good kind of poise, equalizing uh, at three, and then obviously that Crosby goal just a, a super ridiculous both of his goals against elvis were just so ridiculous by the way so again not holding this against elvis in any way he had about as good of a game as i can expect from elvis um but the next thing for me i think is you have to figure out a way to equalize you have to figure out a way to stay competitive and it feels like things are moving in the right direction. And that sounds stupid when they're on like a six game losing streak, but it feels, and again, there's no moral victories at this point, but it feels like they're, they're fixing an area every time. I just wish that if they fixed an area, something else wouldn't break. You know, it feels very much like they've, they've in a cartoon when you plug one leak in a, in the side of a ship and then another one starts going and then you like okay well I'll plug that one as well and then a third one starts and you're like well I've run out of hands now so I'll have to plug the third leak with my nose and um eventually they will plug all of the leaks and it will stop being a a Warner Brothers cartoon but it's making for some rough some rough watching until then um that's kind of all I've got for today tomorrow like I said Hayden will be back we'll talk about the coyotes who are on a bit of a hot streak uh we'll talk about um, Adam Fantilli versus Logan Cooley as we go with dueling third overall draft picks. Uh, Logan Cooley, uh, I believe, has an extra point on 
Fantilli in the um he has two more points than Fantilli in the rookie scoring race. He's currently in second place. Adam Fantilli tied for fourth. Um be really great to see Fantilli get a couple of a couple of points in this one. Um, but we'll talk about that tomorrow with Hayden. He'll be back. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We are on SiriusXM. Uh, I am on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay. Locked on.